This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Be sure to ring in 2021 with Dmitry Yuskevich's New Year's Eve. That's right, the former Flyers defenseman is here with all of his holiday joy and stuff. Just watch it. You know, Craig, it's my dad's birthday today, and my stepmom sent me a great photo from, I don't know, maybe the year 2000, maybe a little later than that, like 2004, something around that period of time. And uh, it was at Campbell's Field, Campbell's uh, Field over in Camden. They used to have a very, very low-level baseball team there, the River Sharks. And it's a great picture. I, I'm probably a hundred pounds later or something, you know, something stupid. And my, <laughs> my dad's got, I, I, I have to say my dad always had such a great nineties sense of style, right? Where like, he's got the perfect, oh, yeah. like dad goatee of the nineties and the spiky hair, just like full nineties dad. And I always appreciate about my dad. Yeah, I was going to say, I, because uh, I think I, you said it was on Instagram, I think is where I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I I just saw your dad, and I was like, man, that is that is peak 90s dad right there. It really does look exactly like, you had to pick out a lot of what the 90s dads were rocking, it would look like that. I mean, that's better, that's better than whatever the hell my dad was dressing like in the 90s. So, I would have preferred stumbling, uh, stumbling across those photos rather than, uh, like... I mean, like collared shirts, tucked into like khaki shorts that like had that were like above the knees, and then he had white socks that he would pull up to around his knees. He was pretty much the biggest dork out there. Like that was the guy <laughs> that I walked. Like he was, he went places with us. You know, like in elementary and middle school, like people were like, "Yeah, that's just, that's my dad. That's it. That's it right there." Look but, at the nerd. Yeah, look at the. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. But it used to be, uh, yeah. He just uh, it wasn't it wasn't great with the fashion. So if anybody sees me in public and they're wondering why I look like you know, I dress like a small child, that's probably why. It's because I don't have uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I, <laughs> nobody passed it down, and I don't know you know I'm not really great with pop culture. So it's uh, pretty much just look like an idiot out there. But that's uh, that's me, I guess. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> no fashion sense. Well, my favorite though was like he would <clears throat> he would dress up like that and then like we would play little league and i remember one year not one year that they needed somebody to fill in but like one of the years he filled in with my team and he was playing in the outfield and i was uh it was batting practice and i launched he was playing left field and i cranked one like way over his head in left field and i started laughing and uh the thing about uh younger craig when i was 12 i think i was probably like I was still pretty tall, I was like five seven, five eight, but I was, I was still a ton of weight. Like I was just a big old, I was a bigger orange blob back then. <laughs> so I hit this shot, and it goes over my dad, and I see him turn and start like running, running back to get, it, and I start cracking up because I just, I just cracked the baseball like that high, and I'm going around first, and I'm going around second. 
started to get winded kind of slow and I don't know where the ball is at all because I assumed he was still running down chasing it and as I'm going in the third I see the guy the third baseman catch and turn just tag me and I look at the outfield on my dad just fucking smiling at me just grinning at me I'm like oh you asshole I don't know how you caught up to it when I got back but there you go but so that that outfit like the tucked in collared shirt and like the high white socks it still had the uh yeah, I guess I'm my father's son because you know I'm still athletic as fuck. Is what I'm saying, Steve. Are you like, wearing I, those I high white like... socks? Is my question. I'm wearing them right now. Yeah, and like also, uh, you know, I can I'll, I'll dunk on kids. I can block some kids in basketball. I'm pretty tall, so uh, just a lot of block and rebound in basketball, and uh, that's what it comes down to. So that's uh, the long story I had about dad's fashion senses was uh, my dad's was pretty bad. That's what it, it comes down to at the end of the day. It's it's all the about the worst dad. out there. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> In actual fashion, I don't think my dad's worn sleeves in like ten years at this point because just, just <laughs> the tank top yeah, at home, but... you know. Like he's, my dad's been working at home as as long as I can remember at this point too, which is oh know, shit, yeah. It's so you know, yeah. You don't really need sleeves. You no. barely need sleeves when you're in public. You're at home. Fuck. It. I think if you work at home, you don't need a shirt. And I currently am technically working at home, so I mean, <laughs> I've knows. worn a tank top the majority of days since March. I think that's, yeah, that's the way you gotta go. I go, yeah, I mean, I usually go, like, I got, like, big shirts that don't, like, like sh- throw on shirts that I got, like, a year ago that don't fit now. So, like, I wear those all the time around here. It's like I'm swimming in them now. Oh, yeah, And that's yeah. pretty much what I wear, yeah. That's, like, the only technical form of clothing I wear inside my place. When I go outside, I still wear clothes. Everybody calm down. It's not... <laughs> You're not walking once around we like get, Sasquatch. Once we get like vaccinated... Just... <laughs> <laughs> naked and taking long strides <laughs> once we get vaccinated i'm gonna go back out there and be a weirdo again i'm just gonna go no shirts see how it goes down oh see once i get vaccinated i'm i'm just doubling down staying inside i'm, I'm done i'm done with the outside world oh god that might be that might be the approach i have i like we're getting we're, we're on the verge of getting back to somewhat normalcy here with the hockey schedule coming up but i i'm even even i'm like you know what Let's push it back a little. Let's get some more naps in. Let's get some more taking it easy. Let's get you know keep it the one podcast a week. Schedule. I'm not ready for and, two uh, weeks. I, I can't. It's it's, I, it's a whole I different know. group. And it's coming up, Chief. This is the second last week here. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. When you call me Chief, uh, I know it's for real. Yeah, I was gonna say Brochacho. Uh, head. <laughs> head. I got nothing. Broheim. Yeah. Head henchman. Bro, Broheim <laughs> steamroller. Like a head henchman. Broheim steamroller. <laughs> yeah. Head henchman. I want like head janitor. I want to start <laughs> calling like people not... head henchmen. That's like I'm all about that. <laughs> like, are you fucking Hank yeah, Scorpio? Not... Like, what's... <laughs> head henchman. It's so good. Like, can you call like the alternate captain like head henchman? Yeah, we're gonna start doing that. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> when, are, when are you finally gonna put an A on a put a head henchman? <laughs> label on sean couturier <laughs> or i think he's got one right he's he's one of the head henchmen i believe so yeah him uh and i believe warcheck and pro Ralph are out there for the head when's henchmen. kevin hayes not... getting his head henchman that's what yeah, i head henchman. i think hayes may have been uh, in there the question what is nak going to get his head henchman uh gotta be working that's on all right. up to there the nakgb that's right now we're working it this is interweaving jokes here this is what the people pay for this is, this it is, is all about the deep hyperbole cuts right here it is all about the deep cuts yeah, this the, is, this the is people who listen a week the people who listen to all 16 hours of flyperbole that come out a week that's that's who we're here for that's who we're trying to service yeah, that's 
exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't know the services. Yeah, but yeah, no, we're trying to do all that. So. I'm I'm here to service the people. That's what I'm here for. Now you mentioned we were getting back to some normalcy with the the hockey schedule, but you know, having looked at the schedule, it is anything but normal. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it ain't normal. So let's talk about the schedule that we have talked about just the idea of the schedule for a while now which is that's what a waste of time just talking about how there might be a schedule coming up soon there might uh, be a schedule folks there might be <laughs> we might get a but hint of a schedule it was like when they were revealing the reverse retro jerseys and they re- reveal like well here's a sliver of the jersey right here guess what the flyers jersey yeah. is gonna have orange in it folks it's gonna have orange <laughs> red ring fans are gonna love this red still in it <laughs> barely <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like Oilers fans, you're not going to believe this. Yep, blue's still in there. It's just the most obvious fucking color. But anyway, Flyers uh, schedule. 56 games, we knew that. Uh, thanks, this is all via uh, Tarvis Hughes uh, from NBCSN, formerly of Broad Street Hockey. Uh, so Flyers will start on January 13th against the Penguins. Going through the schedule. Getting so nice and spicy if... right off the bat, by the way, with the pens. Oh, yeah. We real, were worried about no Pens games this year, and there's going to be a boatload like, Get some of, of this. Yes. Like, Start one off. Whew. Maximum uh, well, ass okay. coming our way. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if back-to-back terms are the correct term. I'm going to say back to uh, baseball back-to-backs. So, the Flyers open with nine of those, where they play the same opponent, or they have nine back-to-backs to open the season. The first eight are baseball back-to-backs, where they're playing the same opponent at the same venue in consecutive games. Uh, and I've mentioned two weeks ago that LeBron or Sarah Valley or one of those Nimrods dropped something about how they might be having three, uh, three game series against the same team like that. And there was even one that had four. I don't know. This happened with the flyers. All they have are the back to backs out of the 56 games. 42 of them are going to be playing the same opponent the next day. Like, are you playing the same opponent in, uh, in consecutive games here? So start the season on the 13th against the Penguins play the Penguins again in Philly on the 15th. Then after that, they host the Sabres on the 18th and 19th. Then they visit Boston on the 21st and 23rd, visit the Devils on the 26th, 28th, host the Islanders on the 30th and 31st, host the Bruins on the 2nd and 5th of February, visit the Caps on the 7th and 9th of February, host the Devils on the 11th, 13th, and then finally home and home against the Rangers in New York on the 16th and in Philly on the 18th. So again, this first eight series, first 16 games of the year, same eight teams, you're playing the same team at the same venues. And then they play the Rangers the 17th and 18th games and one's in New York and the next game's in Philly. So it's going to be a lot of the same opponents for long stretches of time. So I think that idea, the way it's set up, should be building up like playing the same teams over and over again is going to build up, you know, animosity and it's going to create even more, I guess, uh, ill will between the teams. But I think it like, isn't that the definition of mad of, of madness is, uh, doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Repeating. By yeah, the way, I, yeah, folks, yeah. I, I only know that saying because of WIP listeners from, I don't know, around 2010 when they wanted Andy Reid gone. <laughs> I think it's the definition of insanity, but I like the idea of definition of madness. For, madness uh, is a, a classier way of saying version. insanity. Yeah, they, it, yeah. It's just like it felt like every WIP caller during that era go, you know, Howard, the fir- the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Got to get rid of, rid of Andy Reid. I'll hang up and listen. Did they? Did anything come from? Because I don't pay attention to. 
Did anybody care about uh, Jalen Hurts wearing the Astros hat at the presser like a week ago? Did that actually become heard. a talking point? I just saw people like being like, can we not talk about this? <laughs> I didn't actually. I haven't heard anything about that. But then again, I haven't listened to sports talk radio in, I can't tell you the last time I listened to it. And frankly, right. I've been avoiding Twitter this, this Eagle season because it has been just awful. Oh, it's been, it's been not good. Yeah. I mean, the whole Eagle season, objectively speaking, has been. It's been not cool. It's been not a good time. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that whole, that, that's the, pretty much the gist of the schedule. I just ran through the first. We, we don't know what WIP's anyway. been talking about, but we know what they won't be talking about. And that's what this fire <laughs> this season is for. schedule. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely right. I mean, we will not be talking about this. This is bonkers. This is a bonkers fucking schedule it's right gonna here. It's going to be weird. I'm kind of glad yeah. the NHL's just going for it and embracing it that we're going to get this crazy schedule. Like, I couldn't, I, I never would have dreamed the Flyers be opening a season playing the Penguins twice. Like, that is crazy. That is and pretty nuts. If you want something to get you back into hockey, potentially get you back into hockey, like, really quickly, it's two straight games against the Penguins to start the season. This also could be mm-hmm. very dejecting and make you just feel terrible and not <laughs> want to watch hockey again. It, either one of those. It's either going to make you real pumped or it's going to make you real depressed. Well, the whole thing, and that's what another wrinkle to this year is going to be, they got to play all these games in short order. Short order, Santa. Uh, they got to do them real quick. Nice. And they're not getting a real lengthy training camp going into it. So we're going to see I... some real fucking sloppy hockey early on. And I think it's going to lead to... I sure hope Brian Elliott's feeling... You know, I hope he's been stretching. I hope he's feeling limber because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be seeing some action. The moose is going to be loose, friends. Yeah. There's... I mean, looking at their schedule, though, they only have... There are two back-to-backs in here. So there's one against the Sabres and there's one against the Islanders. So you can you can split those up pretty easily. Um, and then the rest of them, yeah. But he is going to, yeah, that's what the whole, that's another angle is going to be the, the backup goaltending and how much you can rely on them. But I think early on, like, it, it's going to be some real sloppy hockey. And the hot take artists are going to be out in full force. The hot taker is going to be uh, cooking up some delicious uh, tweets with, uh, I, I mean, like the Flyers could be out of his playoff position early on in the season and be totally fine. They could just be getting bad puck luck and then people are going to shit their pants about it and really freak out. Or it could be the other way around where they look like total ass, but they've gotten lucky in like nine games and they're at the top of the division. Everybody's like, what's everybody freaking out about? <laughs> so, but I made it extra sloppy for you. <laughs> it's probably going to be like, uh, dude, I mean, you remember the Flyers won the round Robin last year and everybody said, yes, cup bound guaranteed and oh yeah no exactly that, yeah and we that saw went that away started. real quick real fucking quick real yeah absolutely quick. so uh and hopefully yeah hopefully there's again you know the, fun fact if, out, though. if you're not in playoff position by valentine's day historically no nhl team has ever made the playoffs <laughs> i i don't know <laughs> if that's a fact but it's no, i'm sure somebody's no, gonna no, like just, yeah whip out a fa- like the thanksgiving one always drives me insane like oh because there's no way guys well my favorite thing about the thanksgiving one is because they've been doing it forever forever ever and they uh but like recently i want to say like the last 10 years now there have been a couple teams like four or five that have not been near the playoff picture they on thanksgiving and then they made the playoffs so i'll have to go check that one out too but valentine's yeah literally we'll just, half we'll the a, league uh... gets into the playoffs guys and given yeah, the parity yeah. in the league now like come, yeah, like come on what a dumb 
Yeah. Ugh. It's a yeah, it's definitely it's it's a it's one of Cartier's favorite stats, it feels like. Uh, it does not feel especially like now without the way everything's Slam. bogged down Slam. with the standings, it's still kinda like I guess a kill still kind of doesn't matter because there's so many three point games, but that's not. Let's get excited about this schedule. Let's not talk about the shitty. Yeah, let's get. You know what? Again, let's get. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. This is a nutty schedule. There's going to be a lot of craziness happen. A lot of bad blood. I'm going to get to like you're going to know half the rosters of these teams in no time, and you're going to hate oh, half baby. the rosters of these teams. Yeah. And the fact uh, of the matter is, we already hate most of the players on these teams. Like. Oh yeah. No, this is Pittsburgh gonna be very... goes without saying. Boston, I think, goes without saying with Marshand and all that. Washington's got Tom Wilson, human trash dumpster man. And I, I just, it's it's going to be nasty. I was going to say, this is... Nasty. Yeah, this this is going to be something where every regular season game, you could probably... I, I already hate, just, I mean, we both, and I think most Flyers fans, too, just hate most Flyers teams that have been in their division for years. So I already hate most of the regular division they're in. Fucking hate the Bruins because they're the Bruins, and also because they've, I don't know, 2010 wasn't fun for the first half of that series. 2011 sucked pretty bad too. Uh, like if you <laughs> had to just slide another annoying Flyers Bruins moments. If you had to slide one team outside the division into this division to be instant rivals, it's the, the Bruins are such. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt they they would they wouldn't miss a beat. I don't even know. Actually, what would be the other team? I think they're the only option. The, the only option that you can really yeah. just slide into the DMs here, like maybe Toronto. I think it's Toronto. I think the Lightning now could be. Well, no, they have a pretty big issue with the Bruins recently. <laughs> I don't know about. Uh, I mean, the Lightning's bigger problem. Lightning is just that they're, they're just now. good. <laughs> well, the Hurricanes yeah. have well, already we'll been in the about, divisions. Yeah. I mean, but the Hurricanes, like, they're just fine. They like, were, they're they're yeah. an inoffensive team. They're not unless you're offended by fun. Well, I was thinking about. Uh, I was talking about the being in the same division as the Lightning, which they haven't been in the same division since the good old uh, Southeast Division Ooh, when yeah, all those teams what a division were hachi-machi. Yeah, they were all bad. Hachi-machi. <laughs> yeah, they were just not a good not a good expression of the sport of hockey. It was just all just bad, yeah. Literally the only team you could slide into this division, and I'm looking at it now, that would be instant rivals, is the Bruins. Like, the Bruins come in. I think so, yeah. And it's just everybody hates them already. Everybody hates Boston sports teams outside of Boston to start with. So you slide one into your division, and it's already the most hate-filled division in the NHL. Well, come on. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like... Yeah, because I don't think the Leafs would have... Like nobody, I personally hate the Leafs. Like, I, I don't nobody, like the Leafs, but I don't, like, hate the Leafs. There's no general disdain for them. Yeah. And by the way, the, the Sabres join the division, too, and they're just kind of like, hi. <laughs> Again, different time and place. I, I would absolutely... It would be another Bruins for me. Yeah, you throw Dominic Hasek and Miroslav Satan on that team. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to hate their guts. And uh, Matthew Barnaby, of course. All right, let's... let's... I'm already having it. I'm thinking of the Senators. Oh, man, we're going to be driving that three-wheeled car down the uh, the street any day now. I... I mean, but now whenever I think of Barnaby, I, I still always think of him either getting rocked by Fedoric or him getting rocked by... Um, Lindros. Uh, Luke Richardson. Or Lindros. That's another good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many that just come to mind. Yeah. I but, made a million flyers, and they, rock, they all rocked me. I guess it doesn't <laughs> oh go God. with the Bon Jovi song, but it almost does. <laughs> I've seen a million faces, and I've rocked them. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it kind of does work. I've seen a million faces, and I've rocked them all. But, like, he's the, the one uh, who's getting rocked. He's, you know. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I've seen a million faces like I'm rocked by them all. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> That's it. You stop. I think once I get rocked in the face for like 
fourth time, I'm probably clocking out. I'm like, I don't even know what job I'm doing. I don't need to do five, three million. I've lost. You can stop sending me checks. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to do. Yeah. Was so that Barnaby, though, who, who did the, who lost the wheel in his car and kept driving the one time? I believe so. Yeah. Man. I, I, legendary uh, life I, right there. That does not ring a bell for anybody else. Matthew Ed Barnaby. Is just, a hockey uh, life. Ed Belfort has just been famously drunk caught drunk before i think like he recently got into something again this year and he's had other issues in the past but i'm pretty sure barnaby was the three three wheel car yeah i mean we're, we're talking about some real old tour references here we <laughs> are is, but uh, they're all worth looking up perfect. in fact when i googled matthew barnaby car three wheels a travis hughes sp nation article came up from the year 2011 all right there we go a lot of the this section dedicated to tarvis hughes himself which uh, by the way if you want to come on tarvis uh Wait a little. Don't come on now. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff's <laughs> department. The sheriff's department says Barnaby failed several standard field sobriety tests and refused a breath test. He was arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated. His license was revoked because of the refusal. There you go. Did he get it back yet? I assume he did. I yeah. He's doing all right now. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> who knows you know just i i just want to go check out all the different you know sites of uh, different towns with matthew barnaby and oh, man who was the infamous strip club guy from a few years back jay rosehill jay rosehill jay rosehill was drunk and of course we'll touch on this one again here jay rosehill was uh drunk outside of a strip club near buffalo i believe or not even buffalo it was more obscure, like albany which no offense to people that live up in buffalo albany i didn't I, I'm sure there are so the many fl- uh, right now, listeners yeah. up in upstate New yeah. York that are uh, extremely offended right now. But so he was, he was, uh, yeah, he, he was a few deep outside of a uh, strip club in Buffalo. He saw a running car and he was like, you know what? I got to see all the, all the uh, chesty women in Buffalo. And he decided <laughs> to uh, get in the car and drive to another strip club that was apparently... Five minutes away? Not even five minutes away. It was like a five-minute drive. And the the thing with the car was, it was just somebody. It was somebody he didn't know whose car was just running. So I think it was like a dancer went in to warm up the car, and she was about to leave. And Jay Rose Hill was like, "Running car? Yep, I'm gonna drive this bus to the next strip club." And then that was it. And then he got arrested there, I believe. Yeah. Oh man, just tell us. Which story I another BSH classic. Another BSH class. Uh, I'm pretty sure the butt wrote about that. Uh, Al wrote about that. Debus. Or Kurt, maybe. Oh, somebody wrote about that. That's definitely been. The butter cut. <laughs> the butter, the the butterfinger variant that nobody's asked for. <laughs> the butter, the butter crut. Oh, see, I was thinking uh, like a, an either or game: the butt or crut. Oh god, what's the crut? That's I'm already, Kurt. I'm already leaning towards. Cr- oh, never mind then. I am not leaning towards crut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like the worst game ever, which would be applicable for. Those two jerks. And applicable for the Islanders games that we're going to play this season. Oh, God. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I did want to talk about that one stretch because Bill's already pointed it out. So, uh, your boy might be doing some uh, post-game stuff because from January 21st to January 31st, the Flyers play the Devils twice and they play the Islanders twice and then have a day off. So, I'm having a feeling Bill's going to have something important to do during a pandemic where you can't go out and do anything (laughs) for his own sanity. I think Bill's going to come down with I don't know a stomach virus or something for a few days. Then. Internet's gonna go down. Yeah, yeah. So, it's stomach. Yeah. Just, just something, <laughs> just something you know, mild enough to not be worried about Bill. But 
uh, enough to keep him off the airwaves for a few days. And yeah, that's right. They, yeah, Craig, Which, the doorknob oh, Forsyth, come into, oh, come in from baby. the bullpen. Let's get twisted. We're gonna, we're just, uh, that's gonna be my, uh, be called the doorknob, and then it's gonna be get twisted as a message of his post game, and I'm gonna see how many twisted tees I can shotgun before I stop <laughs> answering his questions. I think you're gonna be and, going to uh, three different strip clubs in a, a Bermuda Triangle yeah. area. Oh yeah, let's just live. Yeah, let's All Facebook right, live. Facebook Live me getting hammered and then attempting to drive. Like, I, I'm i not, I'm actively going to not drive drunk. So I'm just going to call the cops up and know I'm about to drive drunk and then Facebook Live myself getting arrested outside of my car. That is the Craig's Twisted T post game production you that you you're going to get multiple times a year. So I know this and guy that might be star. Oh, yeah. I, I know this guy who one time was, uh, he was drunk, I think, in Maryland and was Maybe trying to I. buy beer late night somewhere. And the guy wouldn't right. sell him beer. And he, he said, like, you can't buy it here, but maybe you can drive up to this other area and and buy it. And he goes, you want me to drive drunk? <laughs> <laughs> what? what did they say to that? <laughs> I think he said, please leave my store. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be the appropriate response to that. So, <laughs> I will say, uh, one thing I do miss in Maryland, they... Uh, I don't think they do it up here. They, you have to sell liquor and beer in different places in PA. Yes, I guess it, it is that. very weird. Yeah, Maryland, they're just like it's all. It all gets you fucked up, so it's all in the same place. Why are you gonna drive to two different places to get the same thing that you do? You know, may as well just uh, get the wine and the and the beer here, wine and liquor. You know, whatever. Anyway, that's uh, that's that note. That's interesting. You can tell it to your friends that don't live in Maryland. The next time Maryland comes up, it'll get the conversation going. I'll, let's get back. I was going to talk about the schedule. I got a couple more let's things. Let's talk about, about the schedule. schedule. Let's talk about. So let's we've got the horrible and, stretch that is the Islanders and the Devils. We're yeah. going to have to do and a couple that's early games. On. Again, maybe I'll yeah, join and, you for one. Maybe you. Maybe I'll be willing to do ooh. that. Just hit me up. Slide in my DMs. We're, uh, actually, I'll, I'm going to float something to you after we get off, uh, okay. if I remember it. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but that's also. This is also the. Early part of the season, we'll, we'll talk about the schedule of the week because we're going to be doing the Flyers forecast from now on. Uh, I did also want to point out the Flyers have seven primetime games. Uh, I think that's the number I'm counting here. Yeah, seven t- primetime games. So either uh, Wednesday night games, Sunday afternoon games, or Sunday night games. And one of them opens the entire uh, NHL regular season because uh, the NHL is opening on the 13th, as uh, you guys may have heard about. Uh, triple header starting with the Flyers and Penguins at 5.30. So the Flyers' first game is January 13th at 5.30 p.m. That's yeah. a Wednesday, folks. Uh, a Wednesday at 5.30. Wednesday, baby. Yeah. Uh, and then they're following that up with Hawks Lightning at 8, of course. Uh, and then Blues Avs at 10.30. You know, the Hawks who are, are going to be out without one of their bigger stars, Kirby Doc, who got injured. Uh, and then now Jonathan Taves, who just uh, sick with something and not COVID. So that's a real weird situation for him to be in but yeah gotta keep putting the hawks in prime time out with a case uh, of reasons. boring uh, yeah out with, the, out with the case of forgot to make his bed and he's just riddled with guilt and he can't he's got to go back home so uh so that's uh that's the first of eight prime seven prime time games next one is february 3rd against the bruins talked about that one uh, Sunday, February 7th against the Caps. Sunday, February 21st against the Bruins. Wednesday, February 24th against the Rangers. Wednesday, March 17th against the Rangers. Ooh, and then Sunday Patty's night 
against the Islanders on April 18th. Oh, yeah, that is going to be. Oh, boy. That might be St. Patrick's Day when the vaccines are out and about. Like the vaccines themselves are out and about. Get, get some vaccines now, they, and, and green beers and watch a Flyers-Rangers oh, game. Yeah. That sounds like a recipe yeah. for disaster. That's, yeah, that is a lot. Whatever the first public event is, is going to be... Oh, the city's going to have to shut down again for, to clean up the mess. <laughs> like That's the level of how much people are going to get the fuck out and do stuff. It's going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be messy. The yeah, hyperbole vaccine party is is just gonna be disgusting. <laughs> and that's what I'd like to announce our our hyperbole St. Patty's Day vaccine party, vaccine pending, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh my God! If we could get a party together for a Rangers game in March around Thanksgiving, it just wouldn't oh happen because it'd be a disaster. Yeah, I don't think we could legally do it. I think the the police would kind of be on our cases about that, telling us to calm down a little with the, all the excessive partying now that uh, people are going outside again. But as I said uh, before, I'm never going outside again. I, I get I can get beer delivered at home, so why would I ever go outside again? I wonder if that is going to be... I wonder if the, the year of the pandemic is going to be like everybody realizes they don't have to go everywhere. Like I, I feel like all work. I feel like a lot of jobs can just be done remotely now. I feel like that should be the norm rather I than. I've never met my coworkers. There you go, and uh, we we believe you're in good standing with your uh, job, so uh, there's no you know. I will not, not like, comment uh, on that. <laughs> but that's my stance. I don't want to see anybody ever again. I mean, I talked on this podcast last month about how I'm going through depression. Not seeing of any of you would be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be. Sorry, I'll not to sorry. talk to any of these people again. Yeah, exactly. 80s things. I hope it stung everybody out there. So, <laughs> Craig. But again, thank you for your kind words. And then, uh, what's up? Have the Canadian teams, uh, they figured everything out. Can they play at home? Do they have to play Man, in like. that likes the outline. That's why I, I like love to hear. the outline. Uh... No? Do they have to play in like <laughs> some random stadiums across the. Are they going to play in Kansas City? Kansas City no, finally gets their hockey team. Uh, Bill Daly has told the Canadian, or has uh, come out and said that Canadian clubs are allowed to start the season in their home arenas. Don't know what's going to happen with the Canadian governments and what they'll allow after the start of the season if COVID numbers get uh, ramped up or if players start, you know, testing guilty, uh, not testing guilty, testing positive left or right. Uh, it might be an issue down the line, but apparently right now t- Canadian teams are allowed to practice and play in their home arenas for the first part of the season. And then also on that, well, not really on that note, but speaking of starts the season, the OHL has announced they are planning to start their season on February 5th. So a lot of Flyers prospects that we haven't seen in action uh, will get up and get uh, get run here in the next month or so. And uh, that will answer some questions about the uh, goaltending with uh, Sandstrom and Eustamanko and uh, Lyon. I assume, because we said last week, NHL teams have to carry three goalies at all times, whether it's on the roster or the taxi squad. Feels like Lyon uh, on an expiring contract and not probably the one with the lowest potential or ceiling out of those three goalies uh, is probably the safe one to just sit in the press box for the next couple months before he leaves the uh, organization. Enjoy your flyer-shaped pretzels, my friend. Yeah, enjoy them, Alex. I mean, honestly, though, considering, I don't know, you know, Brian Elliott's a little up there in age, and if he's got to start, you know, I, I, look, I was happy with them re-signing the Moose for the backup, but you never know with a goalie who's getting up there in the years. So I, yeah, you don't. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked to see Alex Lyon play a couple games this year. I 
Oh, yeah, I guess I, I wouldn't be that surprised either, yeah. Uh, I would... I do wonder who is going to back up Hart next year. Um, and I wonder if, depending on how well Hart plays this year, if Fletcher and company would feel confident with Sandstrom as a backup. I doubt it, based on how he looked last year and whatever the hell this season's going to be in terms of development. But uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see how they... Uh, Go about that. Uh, and Cam speaking Talbot. of Felix Sandstrom, uh, Felix the Cat. Did you, just, did you say Cam Talbot? You yeah, Cam Talbot, Cam obviously. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of Felix Sandstrom, aka Felix the Cat, uh, the Cat's the uh, hockey team, the Panthers. See how I did all that? Uh, first team to use two different ads, Steve. I know you like talking about this, and I think this was one of the first things that broke as soon as we got done recording. Or not the, one of the first things. It was Wednesday morning when it came out. Uh, First team to use two different helmet sponsors, uh, and they will be using um, Baptist Health on their practice helmets, which is uh, dark blue, and then the Ford emblem on their uh, Panthers uh, home and away helmets. And again, I think the Ford, because it's a light blue logo going on the Panthers white helmet, and it's not in their colors, I think that kind of looks dumb. But I just wanted to, uh, that was the latest in uh, the, the latest in advertising taking over our game. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Shut so. it down. Shut it down. All right, good. All right, that's uh, that's exactly the response I wanted. And uh, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, some sidings, some injuries. Injuries. Injuries aren't a thing. So, uh, but some pretty big news around the league that I thought would be kind of pointless just to all talk about at the end of the episode after we're done uh, putzing around. So let's talk about uh. One signing, Steve, that broke today and was a pretty big deal. And I was pretty shocked because I didn't think. I thought he was playing for one team. And if it wasn't that team, he was done. But uh, so Dana Chara is signing with the Capitals. Uh, 43-year-old signing a one-year deal worth 795 k 14 points in 68 games last season for the Bruins, averaging 21-01 a night of work. Almost nice. And he had been the captain of the Bruins. Almost very nice, yeah. I uh, had been the captain of the Bruins for 14 seasons. Jesus uh, he's Christ. been the captain since 2006-07. Yeah, that's it's a bit of time. That's kind of fucking nuts, actually. He had a teenage uh, age captaincy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his 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 Boston captaincy would have been beginning uh, high school this year. His Boston was, captaincy uh, was very close to getting its learner's permit. Yeah. <laughs> and they still don't talk to him because uh you know they got the him and uh I, I don't even have a good divorce joke there's something in there about charas i don't know who knows, I, who it's knows? A, I, all i know is his his boston captaincy it had a very awkward puberty and it had to go, there go. <laughs> <laughs> but i can't i can't believe he's in uh with the caps to be it, honest. that's I really so weird like thought he should come retire I, yeah. Just retire. I don't understand. He's 40. He's going to be 44 in March. And he's he's yeah. so old. I mean, he's old. So old and, yeah. And like, uh, I think, like, I think it is, I think he, his age is going to show with the caps a little bit. But also, I think the Bruins are losing. I mean, they're losing. I don't want to say the most important part of their blue line because I don't think he was last season, but they're losing a pretty big part. Like, looking at, trying to put together their defensive pairs, uh, I can kind of see the issues they're going to run into now with the departure of him and Krug, but uh, looking at Char real quick, he should be talked about Lawton a little bit and how the season might come down in terms of uh, luck uh, when it comes to, like, shooting percentages and just having a high PDO. 
Chara had a pretty lucky uh, season in terms of online numbers last year for the Bruins. And I think a big part of that is he played in front of Rask and um, Halak. So if he comes out and he has the same type of season he does this year in front of Sam Sonoff and Copley or Craig Anderson, apparently, uh, is joining uh, the Caps on a PTL, um, his, his overall numbers may not look great. Because he had a 62.2 goals for percentage out of the... Um, five Bruins defensemen that played a lot or played regular minutes last year. So that's impressive. But then when you look at all his play driving numbers, it's uh course four percentage, uh, shot attempts four per 60, shot attempts against for 60, and then all the expected goals numbers. Uh, they, he was at the bottom of those, that five-man unit in everything. Uh, so it was pretty much he got the best result for producing the worst um, play driving uh, showcase, I guess. So he... I don't know if that's going to happen with the Caps. And uh, he also had the highest PDO out of anybody that played 1,100 minutes on the blue line last year. So 66 defensemen played that much. He had 104.4 PDO. That's, you're not going to do that in back-to-back seasons, unless Sam Sonoff stands on his head. But uh, looking, at the, looking at the Bruins. So this is the Bruins' uh, top six. Brandon Carlo, right-handed on the top left, uh, and Charlie McAvoy in the top pair. Then I got John Moore and Kevin Miller and Jeremy Lawson and uh, Connor Clifton. Nobody knows three of those guys. Like, or they, they'll know the bottom pair probably. Um, Kevin Miller's bad, or at least he has been for the last couple of seasons. Uh, and Brandon Carlo, I liked. I wanted the Flyers to bring him in, but he's right-handed and is used to being on the right side and also was a guy that just worked really well with Krug. So it's going to be a big... It's going to be a big ask for him to play on the other side on the top pair or for John Moore to be on your top pair because John Moore is really not he's fine but he's not somebody you won't play on your top pair so that is that defense gets a little interesting yeah and they're gonna have to I think they have to work a little bit of the season without Marshand and I think Poshnik's hurt I already forget we announced those injuries like three months ago I already forget <laughs> they said might be out for the start of the season for the life of me I will never be able to figure out why they didn't work something out with Tory Group that I don't know that really either. fucked yeah, them up I don't know either, and I don't. I don't even look up like Bruins. Uh, cash. I don't. I don't think they're really tight strapped for cash either. I don't look it up real quick, but I, I don't think they were like eh, okay, two million cap space. But they don't have anybody else they need to resign now. So like, I, I don't know. Caps, by the way. So the caps with the Char signing, and also they got Justin Schultz and TVR. But with all that in mind, I think they still roll with uh, Brendan Dillon and John Carlson on the top pair. That makes sense. They go, they, they work together pretty well. Dimitri Orloff and Nick Jensen on the second pair, and then Chara, Justin Schultz on the third pair. And when you look at, like, that for a third pair, doesn't sound too bad. Um, no, it doesn't really sound that bad at all. Hopefully yeah. Nick Jensen rebounds because they have a pretty shitty year. But, uh it's a, it's a but also pair that could fuck. I uh, wouldn't mind that. Yeah, hopefully not because fuck them. Yeah, no, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm saying uh, it's not a, it's not the worst signing by McLean. Oh, to get Chara definitely and... not. I mean, if you're gonna take a flyer on somebody, like, yeah, I mean, you're talking about yeah. a guy who a couple of years ago was one of the best, if not the best, defenseman in the NHL. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. And the thing is, even though he's slow as shit at this point. He's still a fucking monster. He's huge. So, you know, yeah. he could just take those giant strides and still make up some of that ground. And he's, he's the thing is defensemen as they get older, like a lot of offensive guys can't really have their careers continue into their forties because uh, once you lose that speed and skill, that's pretty much it. But defensemen, they can make up for it with craftiness and 
and stuff like that. Like just reach. using that experience, that long reach stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and as long as you have some physicality, that, like that also can, can go a long way. And I think, I think if he's going to be paired with a guy like Schultz or TVR or even Orloff, like if he ends up going on the other side, I think he's going to, I think he's a good signing because of that. And I was going to make a whole spiel about how, like, I didn't even think Charlotte was going to go anywhere besides the Bruins. I thought he was going to retire or just go back to the Bruins. Even later, like in the, I thought he would have signed for around as much as he did like a week before the season or some shit. Like I thought it was really going to be one of those like, yeah, do I want to play for another kajillion season during a pandemic? And then like, he was just going to do it. But he, like, I, I think there is looking at how, what Bruins fans talk about and also just watching the Bruins in general, it doesn't look like he's, completely it doesn't look like he's an absolute shell the player he used to be like it's not like it's not strictly just a name with chara right now it might be towards the end of this year or it might be halfway through the season and maybe the bruins are trying to avoid that like you know giving out rewarding past success for you know for future work or whatever and that might come back to bite him but like i I think he is for what you're saying i would have liked him on the flyers for a year because I think he would have paired. I like the idea of a pair with either him uh, and Sandheim or him and Myers better on the second pair than the way that uh, Gus and Sandheim would work, or Gus and, and, and Myers. Although, on the Chara Braun bottom pair really doesn't exactly entice me at all. <laughs> that sounds like it might be a little bit of a Oof. of a disaster, but yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you at all. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, that's so. That's one. Another one was Mike Hoffman. We've been talking about Mike Hoffman a lot. Um, yeah. So signing a PTO with the Blues. Uh, they still have to re-sign defenseman Vince Dunn, who's an RFA, but uh, they can put Tarasenko, who's seven point five million cap hit, and Alex Steen, who is retired and has five point seven million cap hit on IR for the upcoming season or when the season starts. So they could just do the thing where they put that money on IR, sign Hoffman, and then. He, that all gets canceled out once the playoffs start, which uh, will also be interesting for the next topic. But uh, Steam, 59 points, 29 goals last year in 69 games. Since he has a PDO, I went through and I found all the other PDOs. This is via Cap Friendly. So you got Michael Delzato, MDZ, the DJ, uh, going <laughs> to the Blue Jackets. Uh, Craig Why didn't Anderson, you call him DJ a, MDZ? Like, that just... Oh, God, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just fucking... I'm, I'm out of it. It's right I'm there. Still, uh, look, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I, I, I got to... I got to work out the kinks here before we start doing two weeks again. We've been having a nice little vacation, only doing one hockey podcast here for the last three months. I gotta, I gotta rev up for the uh, the regular season. Uh, Scott Darling and Kevin Connaughton with the Panthers, Devin Shore and Ryan Stanton with the Oilers, Riley Shahan with the Sabers, Garrett Sparks with the Flames, and Jordan Schmaltz with the Coyotes. Uh, and then not a signing, but a pretty significant injury, which. It really does kind of change the landscape of uh, possibly the East uh, playoff picture now. Uh, Kucherov, Nikita Kucherov, is out for the entire regular season following hip surgery today. Uh, he had 85 points in 68 games last year, 33 points, uh, 33 goals. Also, had 34 points in 25 playoff games, seven goals. So, over the last two seasons, regular season to postseason, or 2018-19 regular season and all of last year. He had 34 goals and 139 assists for 213 points in 150 games while winning the Hart, Art Ross, Ted Lindsay, and then the Stanley Cup. 
So it's been an all right run for uh, Nikita Kucherov. Not too shabby. Uh, I think I'd take a year out, too. Yeah, I, I think I'd just sit this one out, too, if I was him. <laughs> he just uh, won a cup. It's fine. I mean, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, this is a, a huge loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Huge. Like, yeah, I, huge. I still think they're probably going to run the table with that division because it's not... They're, they're inarguably the worst of the divisions. But that's, that's a big loss. And, like, if there was one significant chink to put in their armor, this is it. Yeah, I mean, I saw people on Twitter talking about, like, uh, people trying to get the real fancy arguments of, like, oh, he's not even the best, one of the best top two players on the team, like, talking about, like, Point and Hedman. But I, you can't really, like, losing Kucherov is going to be a big deal. And I also don't think... Oh, yeah, he's just, you Reese know... Wog, he just Galaxy brained it. Was yeah. the best player in the league two years ago. No big deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Breezewell and company, Galaxy Brain, and we're like, you know what? Here's how we're going to circumvent the cap. We're going to put Nikita Kucherov on IR all year long. Let's put the guy that had 128 points two years ago on the shelf, and uh, we'll just free up some money for Anthony Cirilli and the boys. So uh, <laughs> this has, and I like Anthony Cirilli. Like, he's going to be, he's good. He's already getting Selkie votes, and he is a pretty important player, but it's not, they did not put Kucherov on IR to, Reassigned Sorelli for three years, four point eight million a year. Matthew Joseph, two years, seven hundred and thirty-seven K a year. Uh, and Alexander Volkov for one year at seven hundred K. They didn't move Kucherov to bring in these three guys. Or if they did, man, they're really they they're playing on a completely different level, and you may as well give them the cup now. That's so, some Kyle Dubas like, stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's some that's some yeah. That's some uh somebody grew up in Ontario and they want to play for the loose kind of genius work there. That's all that is. Uh, but uh, also, what did this do? They were also, even with Kucherov out, they're still going to have some issues getting underneath the cap. So they traded uh, in front of the show Brandon Coburn, Cedric Paquette, and a 2022nd uh, second to the Senators for Marion Gabrick and Anders Nielsen. Now, I know everybody, I know everybody knows a lot of those names. Let's really break down this trade in the year 2020. So you got Braden Coburn in 2020. And Marion Gabrick, who, man, I... Those are some great names from a decade ago. Uh, Gabrick, I straight up just forgot he was in the league still. He hasn't played in like two years. I can't believe Marion Gabrick's an NHL player, technically. Yeah. So what this does, though, is Kucherov is... Uh, they're about... Upper cap limit is 81.5 right now. Lightning are 97.3 as it stands right now. Kucherov is worth nine point five million this season. Uh, Gabrick four point eight seven five mil, and then Nielsen is two point six mil. Once the season starts, I can put all of them on IR. That'll get them underneath the eighty one point five limit. So they're really they're they're pulling out the charges where they get cap space from type of deal. Uh, not the charges, yeah, the Rams. Sorry, charges. Of, uh, whatever, whatever fucking teams are out there in LA now. So. Uh, I mean, they're and, playing Jenga, uh, right? They're playing Jenga at this point. <laughs> yeah, like it's getting, and again, like you were saying, I think with the way it stands, I think they still won the division because uh, they are really the, the the. If this was a normal year and they weren't worried about when the season was actually going to start and everything, the big discussion would have been about Tampa Bay dancing around the salary cap and who are they going to have to move? They were they were talking about that before they won, then they won, and now. They didn't get lucky with the Kucherov injury, but it kind of helped hold off that. Now, for them, they should still be able to make the playoffs. Maybe he is back in time for the playoffs, and then you're adding Kucherov onto a 
a roster that would be over like shouldn't be allowed because of the salary cap. They're trying to do what the the Blackhawks and Kane lucked into in 2015 when Kane got hurt like a month before the like a little before the trade deadline. They knew he was going to be out into the middle of April. Make a trade that puts them underneath the cap because his money's on IR, and then they bring him back for the salary cap, and then you got Kane and Vermette and whoever the fuck else he traded for underneath the salary cap. Like it was a weird way to work the system, but this is not. You're not wasting a whole season at Kucherov for that to hope that that pans out because there's no guarantee he's even going to be ready for the playoffs. I mean, so they I just think... won the cup too, so it's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I may as well. Yeah, I was going to say like once a team like I, I remember that being. Yeah, I remember that was uh, Wentz after the Eagles one. I was like, he can take as he, much. He doesn't need to rush what? back take at the all. Whole, and he probably shouldn't have. Uh, that's yeah, a whole other probably. podcast right there. Ooh, now, yeah, that is a whole other thing. With Okay, let's say the Kucherov injury does really affect the Lightning and some of these other moves that they have to make to, to play Cap Jenga at the end of the day. Who's the number one team that could take the Central if the Lightning is <laughs> yeah, starts see, to bring them down something? Like, well, so I think there's only two options, really. I think it's Carolina or Dallas. I would say that, too. I would say the Predators are worth paying attention to, too. Like, I think the Predators could maybe get a whole season uh, Heinz in there. Maybe it's a different... I know that's not exactly, the like, the sexiest argument, <laughs> but, like, he did I mean, come I'm in turned on. a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm always turned on. We're, like I said, I'm sure this recording, so, yeah. Uh, but, like, I think... He, because he came in in a little over a year ago now, and it was still he got a good chunk of the season, but that, I don't know. Again, the Predators are a team that there's been a lot of there's a lot of talent there, and it kind of feels like they just haven't been properly worked with to get like maximum results. I, like it, the Predators were good, and like they made that cup run in 2017, and then Laviolette just couldn't get anything else out of them. So maybe Pine steps into that, and then who knows. That, but like that's a that would be the only other team I can really see. Blackhawks are going to suck. Blue Jackets are going to be on the cusp. They're going to be like a borderline playoff team, but I don't think they're going to. I don't know. They're not really scaring anybody. Stars, Stars again too. Like I like the Stars, but a lot of their postseason success was uh, Kudobin standing on his head. So I Kudobin. Who who knows how they'll look this year? Uh, Red Wings are going to suck. I, I still don't expect the Panthers playing defense or about to look that great. Um, yeah, so I maybe the Hurricanes like maybe this is what the Hurricanes needed to uh, maybe uh, get up there and uh, get some shit done. But I feel like I again, well, the, the thing is, like, you how do long see has it been like the Hurricanes have been the offseason team that everybody goes with. I agree with that. The Hurricanes have been a hot like team to kind of say is like, eh, yeah, watch out for the Hurricanes I, for a while. But more see, last couple seasons has been kind of deserved, but not. Yeah, like before it was just a total swing and miss. Like I remember calling them out and then they would be like, miss playoffs. And like that was how their season went. I will say though, for, you know, the Hurricanes franchise does have good luck with weird NHL seasons. That is true. Yeah, this is, this is true. Yeah, they did win a cup in the weird, one of the weirder seasons in, uh, in hockey history back in 05, 06. So who knows? But if you had to pick one, Steve. Who are you putting your preseason money on? Who are you betting on here? Mm. Division. So I think the, I still think it's the Lightning because Point is friggin' awesome and yeah. Hedman's awesome. So they still have like amazing and players. And they still have uh, But I think it's not, and they still have Vasilevsky, the big cat. Big cat, wow. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that's him, by the way. That's him. That's we I, got a sound I, clip from yeah. the Tampa team. <laughs> I did an interview with the big cat, and that's what happened. <laughs> but I would say they're still my pick. But if not them, I'm thinking Dallas and then Carolina. Okay. Yeah. That. I mean that. Yeah. I. I, I can see it working out that way too. Yeah. I. Th- I think it is. Yeah. There's like a clear divide. I mean, I feel like that's the. I don't know if this division division is worse or if the North is, because like, that could be after you get out to the Leafs, that division could be a whole bunch of mess. Uh, if if like the teams out there have their seasons kind of sway a little bit towards the unlucky side. Like that could just be a whole fucking, you get an injury to, um, injury to Hallibuck, uh, or just anything happens. Like the Canucks also had a season where if they get a little unlucky, that could be towards the bottom of the league. So I don't know. That's, uh, just makes a ball in here. So do you want to, uh, I got or some if, other, uh, or if the Oilers, like one of their two good players gets hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be a whole, that'd be a whole thing too. Or uh, yeah, what was it? And uh, what was it? I think the yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, Canadian division later. We'll get the Duncan on them. But that was uh, some other signings that we've talked about in passing, or guys I've mentioned on here too, in terms of like UFAs that are still out there. Uh, Mikkel Granlin and uh, Eric Halla finally signed. They both signed in Nashville. Granlin signed for one year, three three point seven five mil, uh, seventeen goals and thirty points in sixty three games last season for the Preds. Hollow one year, 1.75 mil. Uh, he had 24 points, 12 goals, and 48 games last season with the Hurricanes. Panthers, that's a guy whose value dropped off a lot because I saw him getting a lot of love uh, after he spent some time with Vegas. Yeah. I didn't really quite get it, but he uh, he got a lot of love and attention and then went almost unsigned this year. So, And deservedly so. I don't think he had a really stellar year last year with the Canes or uh, Panthers. But uh, somebody else who didn't have a real stellar year last year, Derek Broussard, signs with the Coyotes for one year at $1 million. 32 points, 10 goals in 66 games last year for the Islanders. Uh, eight points in 18 playoff games. Since 2017-18, it'll be his sixth team in the last four seasons. Sens, Pens, Cats, Avs, Islanders, Coyotes. It's a hell of a run there for Derek Broussard, who might still take a chance on. I don't know. Wouldn't be the end of the world if he was a fourth uh, or a bottom six guy, but I'm fine with uh, any case and players of that nature so and then uh something else as i alluded to earlier in the episode jonathan taves is out indefinitely with an illness and will miss the start of the season illness apparently is not covid19 and also has been leaving him quote drained and lethargic end quote so that's it's the borings it's good stuff yeah it's uh yeah it's just, it's just too boring boring. to be healthy at this point yeah why don't you uh i don't know john why don't you uh go outside for a little bit take a uh... What's something that's not boring? I'm pretty boring myself, so I don't, I don't, I'll be speaking out of hand. I you say write about what you know, and I, I wouldn't be able to write this book. So, binge drinking? No, I don't, that's that's pretty. I feel like if you everybody's had to been binge drinking lately though, since the beginning of March, because we're all at home, and we all don't want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No? Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. I just need some kind of. <laughs> But yeah, the Taves is getting back. Yeah, reassurance. <laughs> they uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, Taves is, uh, yeah, so he's going to be out because he's tired. Uh, and then Kirby Doc is also going to be out four to five months because uh, he needed wrist surgery after he suffered a hand injury in the World Junior Championship. But not even the World Junior Championship. Uh, all ten of the teams at the World Junior Championship were actually 
we're going to talk about in half a second here. Um, play in a tournament before the game, that doesn't mean anything. It's just an exhibition game. He got hurt in that uh, for Team Canada. So that really kind of sucks for the Blackhawks uh, that he got injured in a uh, non-important uh, World Junior Championship game. But also, you know, it's a Blackhawks. You know what I mean? Like, they deserve, they deserve something for the, you know, they freak oh, up in six just, years, so we ought to watch it. They were just yeah. super successful for a, a fairly long oh. stretch of time in NHL history. So I think, you know, uh, fuck them. Yeah, they fuck up. They'll make it. They'll be fine. Uh, also, other important Hawks news. This is secondarily a, a Hawks podcast. Uh, Alexander Nylander is out four to six months following knee surgery. And also the Hawks signed Carl Soderberg. It's another guy we've been talking about. One year, one million, 35 points, 17 of which were goals in 70 games last year for the Coyotes. Uh, now it's the uh, time we've all been waiting for. And that is... Uh, World Junior Championship time. That's not the time you're all waiting for. We're all waiting for the batch update, I think, this week. <laughs> uh, and then um, we're, we're moving on to starting. We're slowly getting into getting back to the normal Purbs podcast here. And again, we will have the forecast coming up and uh, yada, yada, yada. But uh, let's talk about these uh, World Junior Championships, Steve. Uh, have you watched any of it? Have you had the chance to? I don't have the NHL network, no. so no. That's uh, kicking the balls. Yeah, that is a hard way to not. And I don't know if there is any way. I don't know if there really is a way to stream it, but I mean, I'm sure there, a chance. I'm sure there's ways, but they're not approved by uh, legal means. There you go, oh, there you go, Jonathan Taze. You want to do something exciting? Start trying to find illegal sports streams and uh, fuck up your computer that way. So there you go. <laughs> um, Anybody got a stream see? for this one, folks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taze, put the computer down. Come on. Uh, but Team Sweden, uh, they are two zero zero in the tournament. Uh, and they are currently playing Russia. It's tied 2-2 two to two early in the third. Emil Andre uh, played 6-30 in a 7-1 win over the Czech Republic. It was the least amount of ice time for any of Sweden's uh, seven defensemen during the tournament, and usually at these tournaments they carry a, an extra defenseman and forward or a 13th forward and a 7th defenseman, and they don't log as much time. There's not like a designated thing. It's just how it works. Uh, so he played 6-30 in game one, and then he had one shot on goal in 21-17 of ice time and a 4-1 to win over Austria. Not sure of how much ice time he has right now. But uh, since talking about Team Sweden, I wanted to give a shout-out. Uh, and We need to get some nickname talking here because we haven't in a bit. Uh, Timbo Slice tweeted at us that he was watching 20, the 2013 USA-Sweden uh, World Junior Championship game at work and saw uh, Robert Hagg, the front of the show, on Team Sweden, and the announcer called him Robert Hogg. Now, <laughs> I'm liking it. I think we should have, if we... I think we I need like to have a hog off. I, well, I was going to say, or we just collectively call every Flyers prospect the hog, until at which point there's no point in having a fucking nickname. Like Robert Robert Hag, Robert the, the Hog Hag, Linus the Hog Hogberg, uh, Linus the Hog Sandine. Like, just fuck it. Just do it with everybody. Alex just the make Hog everybody the hog. Yeah, Alex the Hog. <laughs> That's even better. We, I hope they just collect every player with a, a lion as a last name, or a animal as a last name. I think they already have the one with the lion as a last name. They don't have that covered. but And then just name him the hog and then another animal. So I don't know who else that would be, but <laughs> we'll, we'll think of some people. So I like, uh, I do like Robert Hawk. That sounds like a classy Robert Hag. Like it sounds like a, uh, a Robert Hag in a tuxedo and he's <laughs> at a dinner party. That's what that sounds like. I'm in for, oh, for tuxedo, tuxedo hag. 
tuxedo. <laughs> I still do like uh, body bag hag uh, the most. And, oh, uh, body bag's the best. Yeah, uh, and then the hag hitman as his defenders are very good. I don't know yeah. which way uh, Timbo leans, but the, the I, hitman, I, I know he just what yeah. a brutal organ yeah. organization they are. They are they are not friendly in the least bit, and uh, they don't they don't slow down. Many threats to to me and my loved ones, and it needs to stop already. Hitmen, but they're not hitmen threats. I I just need to make yeah. that clear. Like they're not threatening to to come into my house with a silencer or anything. Like it, <laughs> it's more it's more like, hey, start saying Robert Hag is a competent six defenseman, or I will throw an egg <laughs> at your home. <laughs> I mean, and you've been cleaning off eggs nonstop, pretty much. It's and, it's uh, that it's that, and it's the flaming poop bag, but they call it a flaming poop egg. Oh, nice! What do you think that's the last time that's been pulled off? Kids still out there doing that flaming bag of poop? I mean, it's a classic. But who's still following? Did you for ever it at this do point? it? Like, no, I never did. I, I don't want to touch poop. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good. I uh, either do don't do want to poop in a bag, or I don't want to pick up dog poop with a bag. It's, I, mean, I don't want either of those. Okay, yeah, I got you. Hey, you know what? fair that's a good point yeah i think that's uh i also think like that that feels like something that there's just there's too much other shit to do now like literally i well i mean like nice by the way uh there's just like uh who who's got time to light bags of crap on fire when you got like a like a bunch of video games or like you can listen to any literally any song out there now i can like, watch the fucking mandalorian all right i can watch the mandalorian yeah, on a we don't need the... or i could be sitting flaming bags of dog poop on an old man's front porch you know it's, it's an yeah, easy you, choice you, you, dealer's choice yeah do, do i choose with that adorable collabo. baby yoda grogu or do i do i put a flaming bag of poo on somebody's front porch come on there's no option <laughs> or really spice up the game find somebody that's watching the mandalorian and then put a dog bag of dog poop on their front step it's a little complex because then you're i think you're breaking some laws there by watching people in their homes but you'll, you'll figure it out figure it out <laughs> Uh, speaking of you encouraging wanted... stalking, what's going on here? <laughs> no, don't. No, no. I was looking for. I was trying to make a poop and Mandalorian joke, but I couldn't quite get there. So, whiffed on a joke. Can't all be hits, everybody. I'm sorry. This Sometimes is not the I way. Don't nail a joke. This is. You say. I yeah, said this is not the way, and you don't get the joke. So, <laughs> cool. <laughs> One day, uh, look, I'm slowly working on stuff, all right? I'm watching things. That's not true. I just got HBO Max, so you tell me what we show gotta, you need to watch from there. We just got to have a, a side podcast that's called Craig's Watching Things. <laughs> and then you just yell at me for not watching stuff. Craig, you watch this shit? No. Watch it. Uh, I do. Uh, speaking of nicknames, though, I... I we got to think of a new nickname for this guy, uh, and it's Bobby Brink. So let's talk about Team USA real quick. Uh, they're currently third in Group B uh, of their standings, which is also the group that uh, Sweden is in. Uh, but they have two regulation wins and a loss for a total of six points uh, in the current uh, current standings. They lost 5-3 to three to Russia before an 11-0 win over Austria and a 7-0 win over the Czech Republic. I, I just enjoy the 11-0 win over Austria because they pick out a best player for each game, and Austria's best player was Sebastian uh, Vainschwitz. Undrafted second year uh, draft eligible guy stopped 58 stops on 68 shots against. And there we they go. were just like, yeah, he was our best player. He was like, he gave up 10 goals, but he was the only guy that showed up. So shout out to that guy. 
Good job, uh, and then yeah, would not be the only asshole here. Uh, Cam York, by the way, for Team USA, we're in the city. He's the captain. Ooh, uh, that's yeah. Right. Move over, Joe Pavelski. New team. Uh, that, two that's the spicy America, meatball so. I needed in my life, right there. Yeah, that's right. And he's uh, killing it. Uh, six points, one of which is a goal in three games for uh, the uh, Rock Flag and Eagle so far. One goal and an assist with a team high four shots on goal. Uh, while going minus two in a game high, 22-49 in the loss to Russia. He's named the best player for that game. Uh, didn't really have the best plays, but played a lot, 22-49 in a loss. Uh, have one assist in 18-10 in the 11-0 win against Austria. Uh, and then he had three assists and a shot on goal in a game high, 22-38 uh, in yesterday's win over... Um, I already lost it. Yeah. Czech Republic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I was like, I watched the game too. Cause I watched, I watched Bobby Rinko on nuts there. He had a, a couple of real greasy goals. Uh, put, put in a rebound and they got laid out for his first goal. And then also, uh, cause some, uh, you know, uh, create some noise in front for a, uh, a greasy goal for a second of the game. So he had three points. Uh, he has three points so far in three games, had an assist and two shots on goal in the loss to Russia, two shots on goal in 13, 24 against Austria. And then he had two goal, two goals on two shots. In 1535, it's a team named the team's best player in the 7 0 win over the Czech Republic. So, uh, Bobby Brinks, what are we thinking here? I mean, uh, I, I, thinking... I still like just going with the big bopper impression and going, Bobby Brink. But, I mean, that's a good one. That's not a nickname. That's more just me being a loud asshole. I was thinking Robert Rinks. I don't know if that one works. I was also thinking Bobby Adult Drinks Brinks. And then we just. Photoshop him with like marks every time he scores a goal or something like that. And, and this that's is about it. that's like this is of course all just admitting that a Brink's home security thing is just too on the nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, if he was like, if he was Bobby Brink's the shutdown defenseman, and he was supposed to be the next like or a goaltender, Chris Pronger slash Sam Morin uh, type, I would go with uh, I'd say that one makes sense. Or a goal, yeah, yeah. So then it was just. Uh, you know, he shut it all down. But if he's going to be scoring goals, it's not really. I guess he's securing the puck in the back of the net. He's making sure that that. I, I, yeah, see, I don't. I don't know if I can work. Just call him Bobby Breeze. Bobby Breeze. Oh yeah, Bobby Breeze is a good one. Fuck. All right. I'm I think. I think Bobby we gotta wait for. Breeze. I I think we gotta wait for you know see a little more of that uh that NHL action from that guy before a we get more that ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. ass, but. <laughs> a little more than an HL ass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. Before we get, I, I'll think I'll sleep on this, and I'm sure something will occur to me in a dream at 3 a.m. I'll forget to write it down, but it'll be genius. And I want you to know that I think that that you know whatever you're gonna say is genius too, because I support you, even though we're not gonna get the end result. Uh, it was worth it. It was the friends we made along the way. That was the real <laughs> Bobby Brink's nickname. So anyway, speaking of that, uh, batch update. Let's do it. I mean, it. yeah, let's do it to it. Uh, let's just get into a batch update. So uh, we've reached the end of another season uh, of the Bachelorette, and ABC ends with a two-night finale. Uh, the first night is Fantasy Suites, where Tasha decides whether or not to ask each of the dudes to share a suite for the night. I remember Pilot Pete and the infamous Windmill. Ooh, there we go. Uh, and Tasha will decide who she wants to marry shortly after. Let's dig in, Jumps. That's a uh, Ian Adlif. That wasn't a, uh, yeah. Uh, Ivan Provorov gets the first date with Tasha. For the first part of the date, they are asked to set a record for the coldest and longest kiss. Uh, ABC has set up two tubs side by side, filled with ice for Tasha and Provolone to smooch in. 
and they also brought in some nondescript man from a cold region up north to com- commentate on the kiss with Falcon Tamer Chris Harrison. Is this what the hell am I reading right now? I, dude, reading I don't know, and I'm making a face that I I kind of wish everybody could okay. see. It's just kind of like like just like ugh. So were they gonna have cameras and the host there, and they brought in another living person to be like, "Can you watch this kiss with us to break it down?" I think that's what I'm reading. Uh, Proventatious smash of record. Should have brought in Chris Berman for the the kiss. <laughs> He's rumbling, <laughs> stumbling, bumbling, back, 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 back. Ivan the bear prover off going in for the locking them Nobody lips. Circ- <laughs> Go with me, brother. Nobody circles the lips like that. Well, nah, that's a terrible Buffalo Bill joke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they go on to a dinner date and Tasha asks Ivan to spend the night with her at the fantasy suite. He says yes, and when talking to the other contestants the next day, says they didn't sleep and were up all night. Smashing records by day, smashing by the sheets by night. Oh, man. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, man. Smashing in the sheets by night. I fucked up that perfect I mean, joke. you know. Goddamn. Whatever. Uh, I, I'm so, enjoying the bada bing, bada boom the right there. You know, bada bing, bada yeah, boom. Where the cold cuts come? Yeah. That's <laughs> Pretty good Sopranos reference. I like the uh, or the well, the bottom bang is not really whatever. Uh, next is the Zach bang is only a crucial a part of the show. <laughs> it may have been in the it's show. literally where that's that's their clubhouse. That's that's the Sopranos <laughs> bat cave, my friend. The bottom bang <laughs> is their bat cave. I don't think no, nothing of uh importance happened to that show. I think it was mentioned, mentioned once or twice. So, uh, next is Zach with the C, uh, only a C. For their date, Tasha and Zach explore each other by rolling around paint together nearly naked. Okay. Uh, after they roll around and shit, they talk about their theoretical perfect days. That just sounds like some Tasha... 90s shit to me. Like, you know, in 90s movies. Sounds like an episode of Real World. Yeah. yeah like, Real World, or just, I, I was just thinking of, like, 90s movies where, like, the businessman meets the quirky creative type, and she's like, all right, <laughs> I need you to let your freak flag, freak flag fly, and they'll just, like, do some wild shit like that, and he'll be like, Wow. Having fun is cool. She served him coffees every morning, and then he finally realized what he was missing in his life the whole time. That, sound, that actually sounds like a uh, shitty start to like a Hallmark movie. I uh, see. I was be... thinking like '90s romantic comedy with like oh no, that definitely like yeah. Matthew no, is... Perry and like I don't fucking know, you know, somebody. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar. That would be yeah? maybe no. Okay, yeah, that's. I mean, she's around that age. Of that age. She's at that time. Of the time. Yeah, who fucking knows, yeah. Uh, Tasha says uh, they would get on a boat and later have sushi. Very pleasant. Anyway, they go to dinner and later to the fantasy suite to smash. Okay, so uh, is it two for two? Is she two for two here? It's, uh, it sounded like two for two. She's got a perfect game show, going yeah. so far. Yeah, she's got nice, yeah. Uh, in 2020, which that's... What folks? This is not the year. Listen, they've all been tested for COVID. Like that's that's the conceit (laughs) of the batch bubble, right? Is I'm very worried about all these people being being healthy and safe during this time in the batch (laughs) in the batch bubble. It's hard to say this with a straight face. Just while they're making out, you're like, I don't. That might be COVID. They might be getting. I mean, it does make me you know slightly uncomfortable to see large crowds on TV now. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know. Get used to that, Chief. I don't think that's going on here. Why do I keep calling you Chief? Is that you are calling know, me that, Chief like, quite a yeah, bit? That's tonight. the second time I've called you Chief. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know what that's about, but uh, yeah, Ombre. That's another, <laughs> I think that's on par with that one. Yeah, it is, okay. it is. All right, so uh, 
finally, it's Brendo the Roofer's date. All right, so the last guy here. Uh, Tasha and Brandini meet up with Neil Lane. <laughs> the jeweler which the batch keeps on retainer. Uh, so that's not a bad job. Uh, it's the, uh, <laughs> who's the it's good work if you Neil get Pritchard. it. Neil Pritchard of the uh, batch diamond. Is that what that is? <laughs> The guy that who's the keeper of the cup? I'm blanking on his name right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, uh, a little premature, <laughs> a little premature, but the date consists of Neil showing them some diamonds and engagement rings for fun. Later, Bren- Brendo is real awkward and seems to realize he's not over his last relationship. Uh, oh boy, uh, Tasha walks him out. Phil Pritchard, for the record, Phil Pritchard. Is Phil the Pritchard, who's Neil? Yeah. Uh, Tasha walks at walks him out and kisses him on the forehead. Uh, Bunch. Okay. All right. That's okay. Uh, okay. So I guess he bowed out there. Yeah. Uh, so that sucks for Shia. Yeah, far, forehead kisses. The, uh, the hat trick. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. No hat trick to be found here. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not. Uh, if she fought him, I mean, it could be a Gordy Howe hat trick. That would be. I think ABC would have other things to iron out whether or not the <laughs> would have bigger fish to fry whether uh technicalities for hat-tricks here though so we'll, we'll look into that uh we now it's ivan pro raw from zach at the end but wait bug eyes band comes out of nowhere to show up at tasha's el presidente suite named after everybody's fave barstool editor oh my god is that actually cool uh bug eyes confesses I'm, I'm his love folks i am 100 percent yeah. <laughs> bug eyes confesses his love and tasha leaves the room to hyperventilate she invites him to the rose ceremony after smooching him. Good uh, good night. Uh, I was going to say good all night. I don't think he can really smooch good all night. Uh, at the rose ceremony, she picks Bug Eyes and Zach with only AC. Ivan Provorov, the chess-playing engineer, is sent home. Well, tough break, Ivan. Oh, my God. Just... Lonely genius out there. Man. Oh it's so relatable. Bug Eyes just yeah. coming out of nowhere. Bug Eyes getting his eyes on shit. Bug Eyes from the top all... rope. Is that the right wrestling <laughs> metaphor? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a wrestling guy. Who knows? Uh, Bug Eye saw his opportunity to sneak in. Light the Bill Matt signal. <laughs> yeah, Bill, if you're listening right now, uh, let us know. Where they are <laughs> Live. The yeah. We'll get, it. we'll get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move on to the to night two, where Bug Eyes and Zach meet Tasha's family. First is Ben, a former member of the Navy. Bug Eyes hits it off with Tasha's dad, who served in the Army. Bug Eyes explains how Tasha just dumped him and stuff, but everybody is getting along. <laughs> Next to Zach. Zach tells Tasha, Tasha's dad that he wouldn't propose to her if he wasn't ready. Her dad seems into that. They all have a good time. Either Zach or Bug Eyes absolutely smoked Tasha's family in a scooter race, but I don't remember which one. In my defense, everybody's wearing khaki shorts and sandals, and it's very sunny. That's better fashion sense than my dad. Uh, so everything just sort of blurs together. I mean, if um, I remember anything from Catholic school, once everybody's wearing khakis, it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, in Catholic school, we have a double sound. They, they give you the whole outfit. So there's really, it's all. Blue sweater, khaki pants, real bland. You ever fuck with scooters? I got one of the worst injuries of my life on a scooter, and it wasn't really even that bad of an injury. I had a but, scooter uh, when I was like 10 years old, but it was like a big ass scooter and not like, not like one of those Razor scooters. Oh, oh no! See, I had a razor scooter because uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I, I just and, just uh, old enough, sonny, to have missed the razor scooter trend. <laughs> I I had a giant fucking boat of a scooter, and I loved it. It was great. That thing I felt very secure on because it was huge. Whereas, like the razor is just like this tiny. Like I've only ever tried to ride a razor as a grown ass man, and it has not worked out well. But I, oh god! I, it's like one of yeah. those things where it's like when you try like a skateboard and like 
uh, I don't know, when I was a kid, like, you'd walk around Toys R Us when that was a thing, and there'd be, mm-hmm. like, skateboards, oh, yeah, and you'd yeah. try it momentarily. I've never been a skater, for the record, obviously. And you just try it out real quick. It's like, no, no, not for me. And that's the scenario <laughs> I would have tried to raise her scooter in. It was like, try it real quick. Like, no, thank you. Oh, uh, okay. I was going I think I got it for, like, Christmas one year. I, all the cool kids were doing it, Steve. I don't know what to tell you. So I was doing it back then, because I was a very cool kid. Peer pressure's and, uh, a bitch. I'll tell you what, it's the strongest of drugs out there. Uh, and I nearly, I'm going to tell you folks, I nearly lost my kneecap. And by that, I mean, I landed all pretty hard when I was like in seventh grade. So I just remember I uh, biffed it uh, driving. There was like some weird ass parking lot behind the apartment mom was living in. And I uh, caught the edge from like where the parking lot went into the grass. And then like my knee came down right on the edge of like where the concrete curbs into the grass. And I had like a huge, sh- like I just had a bruise on my knee for like three weeks after that. It was great. It was terrible. That's no bueno. But that was back, see, that was back in like, you know, that was like 11, 12. That was back when, I don't know, like now, if I get a, if I get a bruise like that, that on my knee, I'd like, I'm going to have to start rearranging my will. Yeah, you know, you're like going to have to amputate that leg. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, well, I guess you get my stuff now because I'm not making it past like February. <laughs> Yeah, my, my major injuries have either come trying to get uh, chocolate milk mix when I was like three years okay. old from a high counter. Oh, okay. Yeah, last week. No. <laughs> or, <laughs> I was going to say I'm listening. Or uh, running in footy pajamas on a hardwood floor. I was going to say, uh, I think. Or hopping off of one? a septipus. <laughs> that was the worst oh, one. Oh my. That was like, I was. Oh, I got a really bad ankle sprain and I was only like 20 or something like that. And all I did was just hop off a bus awkwardly on the back at the back door. And my foot just hit the wrong way. And I screwed up my ankle. So oh, bad. God. Yeah. I basically sprained it as bad as you could without breaking it. Like it went to the max. Yeah, that's, that's fucking terrible. That is the worst. I, yeah, I was trying to, I think the worst the worst like ankle injury I had was I remember I went fishing once and I tried the and again I was like eleven so I was real bright I was even smarter back then I tried to jump from a big rock to a smaller rock so you guys all have that perfectly pictured in your mind right I, I have and this hundred like, percent perfectly pictured okay so it was like four it was like a four foot drop maybe no it was probably a little bit bigger than that but the way I came down on it my right foot just rolled down the side of the rock like a pretty good pretty good clip and then I just remember. Just not really enjoying fishing the rest of the day. And I could I had trouble walking for like the next three or four days. But it got pretty fucking big. It was like the size of uh yeah, it was like the size of a grapefruit. Like the swelled up pretty bad. So uh, it was not cool. I don't think I broke it. But that's probably the worst uh worst one of those injuries. You know? Oh, what were we talking about? Not, we're doing the batch great. update. We're doing the batch right? update, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about khaki shorts and sandals. Everything blurs right. together. It's just all okay. terrible. Yeah. Khaki, again, as I can attest from Catholic school, khaki pants just make everything blur. You don't know what's what anymore, and you know it's just terrible. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just not it's not a good situation. Uh, last blur up here. We move on to Zach's final date, where he and Tasha learn how to do a short ballroom dance. Tasha seems distracted and nervous, but Zach is reassuring and helps her stay focused. The dance goes so well that Tasha zips out of the ballroom and tells Bug Eyes to fuck off. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> so there's, there's an advantage 
parents are not really moved before. Yeah. Uh, Zach I, doesn't know. Like, I'm just imagining, <laughs> like, I'm sure she didn't actually say this because that's a family program. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm just imagining her saying, fuck off, bug eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like knocking over a drink while she does it. Uh, Zach doesn't know this, though, so he's surprised when Tasha proposes to him. And right on oh, wow. cue, ABC reminds us of the whole fake taxi hauling stunt from a few weeks ago. As Zach emphatically hails a fake taxi, and the two of them Fred Flintstone off into the sunset in their plywood taxi. Yeah, but now, that's how you finish a show. <laughs> that's how you wrap up a program. ABC, thank you. Jesus so, Christ. I'm waiting for their new season of Wipeout. Yeah, yeah uh, that sounds way better. What's the fucking the show with Rob Riggle where he yells at people while they play mini golf? Oh man, Riggle's puck loser or some bullshit. <laughs> no, or... no, no. It's it's a it's a golf pun. I'm trying to remember. Riggle out of this asshole. I mean, it's just like yeah, it's a, it's a Rob Riggle pun. Riggle out of this, you jerk off. No. Throwing a uh, Bobby mixed drinks or Bobby Brinks mixed drinks at him. They, well, I I don't know. I like that. I'm sticking with it. Okay. I'm gonna wait. All I'm gonna need is one other person to enjoy it, and I'm gonna keep saying it like all Flyers fans are saying: Bobby mixed drinks, Brinks. It's only gonna work until he's old enough to drink, and then. Well, actually, that's not true either. But he, it doesn't work on any level. But to me, it's funny. So we can just call him Bobby Drinks. You know? oh, fuck, see, now it's even better right there. There you yeah, go, Bobby Drinks. Bobby Drinks. Bobby Drinks. Big Bobby drinks. Drinks, drinks. The the golf show you were thinking of is called Holy Moly. Okay, that's that's really not that much worse than Virgo all this, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> holy moly is that that's on par that sounds like something we would have made up and pitched to a channel and then had that idea stolen that is a hundred percent a fly perfectly potent you know an alternate dimension fly perfectly idea that was stolen yeah like, i don't know if we would the have show is so Rob silly Riggle. that yeah I, we would have hosted not rob Riggle. come on yeah oh yeah <laughs> i thought we would have said something the show about. is so silly that uh-huh. like it, it, i can't believe it's there but at this point i don't know everything's been on tv at some point Oh, I mean, I've discovered this during the pandemic, but I knew it before. Uh, if you're if you're bored on a Friday night and you got to be at home and you're watching ABC, they I'm pretty sure they make up new shows every week of just I, like they I think they have a meeting four fifty five on Friday and they're like, all right, you, you idiots got anything? And they're like, yeah, who was the guy that was in uh, Step Brothers? Yeah, we'll let him host a mini golf tournament and we'll see what happens. Like I think that's the way they approach some game shows they have on there now. It's kind of amazing. I gotta give them props. I mean, like, if you wanna, if you wanna throw some shit at the wall, get in touch with the people at the higher ups at ABC, and I think you'll get your show in the air. Probably by the end of the year, if I'm being honest. Listen, when you maybe, well, maybe not this year, maybe next year. When you were the guy at the Catalina fucking wine mixer, <laughs> cheering the '80s Billy Joel cover band, you get shit done. You get you get shit. That's a hell. That's a. That's a deep pull for either Rob Riggle or Horatio Sands. So pick your. I love you got, me some Horatio. You got a yeah, you got a heavy I'm all about, the there. You got I'm all about some Horatio. When Horatio, I do like Horatio Sands. Yeah. To go back very slightly to the Mandalorian, no spoilers here, uh, unless you really please care about Horatio Sands showing up. But uh, yeah, then please don't <laughs> when, when I realized Horatio Sands was on a couple episodes, that I was like, holy shit! But he's like a he's a blue <laughs> alien on the Mandalorian. Is it really? Yeah. So you like you're sitting there going like you're hearing him speak and you're like, I know this voice. Where the hell do I know this? Like and it happens with so many actors, but from a guy I watched 
pretty regularly on SNL from what 15 years ago at this point. God, he was there forever, yeah. He was there a while. Well, it was no Keenan Thompson level of time, but it it was a while. Been a while. Yeah. But it's been a while. <laughs> he Oh yeah, we got a love alone a lot of love with that today, by We did, we did. That. <laughs> I think that was Kevin that tweeted at us. Kevin yeah. tweeted at us, and uh, yes, yeah, so, sorry, not sorry about that atrocity that we have brought into your life. Believe me, <laughs> yes. I think about that so much. The flyperbole isms have just, they ruined my day to day, and I'm sure it's yeah. the same for you fine folks. Thank you so much for your support and for listening. But it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's just wrap it up. Let's go around <laughs> the league and wrap this up. Let's wrap it up uh yeah so around the lake so Ilya kovalchuk uh returns to the khl he'll be signing with avant-garde omsk 26 goals and 60 points in 110 games in the two seasons he spent with the kings canadians and caps coming over so i mean he was all right uh derek stepan was traded to the senators for a 2021 second last year of his six-year deal with a cap hit of 6.5 million 28 points in 70 games last season for the Coyotes. 10 goals. So he's been something. Uh, Slater Cuckoo goes to the uh, Oilers for one year at 850K at 10 points in 42 games last year for the Hawks. Ethan Bear stays with the Oilers for two years, 2 million a year. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood stays with the Devils for three years, 2.8 million a season. Michael Froelich and Corey Perry sign with the Canadians. Uh, Michael Froelich, one year, 750K. They're both seven, one year, 750K. But uh, Froelich had 14 points in 57 games last year for the Flames and Sabres. Perry had 21 points in the same number of games for the Stars. Um, Tim Stoitzley, Sto- I can, I'm never going to be able to say that name. Thank God, flashing at him. Uh, Strusel, Tim Stutzley, Strudel. Uh, Toaster Strudels. Yes. <laughs> Tim Strudel, who went third overall to the Senators. Seth Jarvis, who went 13th overall to the Hurricanes. Tim Strudel, Mercer has a fruit filling, and you can put this little oh, I like sugar this. sauce on top of it. Oh, like yeah. Oh, baby. That that all sounds inappropriate. But, it uh, does Dalton actually Mercer, sound very... I'm so, I'm so sorry. With all apologies <laughs> to Tim. Definitely not That's pronounced right. my, Toaster uh, Strudel. Yeah, I have my borderline stalking comment in there. So we'll do that. Uh, Dawson Mercer, 18th overall of the Devils. Uh... Ridley Gregg, 28th overall to the Sunners, and Tristan uh, Robbins, Robbins, 56th overall to the Sharks, have all signed their entry-level deals. And then Jamison Rees, uh, center drafted 44th overall by Eric T. in the Hurricanes 2019, has also signed his ELC. Casey Middlestad uh, will stay with the Sabres for one year, 874K, had nine points in 31 games last season. Uh, Former San Jose Shark Daniel you're taken, cleared unconditional waivers. Uh, it looks like nobody was, you're taking his contract. Thank, good night, good night. thank you. Thank you. And has already signed with uh, uh, CSKA Moscow in the KHL. Deliver the joke. Couldn't read the letters of the team name. CSKA Moscow. Get up, get up, God get up. Damn it, Steve. That's why this isn't a seven-figure podcast. Because I'm fucking missing dunks here, and I'm sorry. I got to get back in the midseason form, so... Fuck. Uh, Ryan Miller stays in Anaheim one year, one million. Yeah, 40 years old, old as shit. Uh, Dallas defenseman uh, Steven Johns will miss the 2020-21 season. And last but not least, swinging home with some slamming Sammy because he has been the uh, talk of the town today after he somehow dunked on Drew for being old. I don't know. Uh, Christian Foley in science with the Vanderbilt <laughs> Lakers HC you know, in the SHL. Claude, you're, you're 33 going on four, on, I don't know. 85 right now. How do you feel about your NHL yeah. career dying at any second? <laughs> hey, Claude, you're old. Uh, what's the deal with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Slam! Hey, buddy. The, 
Well, I don't have a stay on the cup and you're getting older. Do you want to answer that in one sentence? you have any uh, quick tidbits that uh, you know fans can pick apart here? Hey, come on. Guess anyway. what? Guess what? <laughs> he just got slammed. <laughs> he just got slammed. I want slamming slam Sammy. I, I want him to go full heel turn and just start going like, he just got slammed. I want I want him to do that, but then he just shows up the pressers with sunglasses, a goatee, and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And then when he does that, he just kind of like, you know, chuckles and looks at everybody else for uh to make sure it was a good joke. He's like, huh? Right? Huh? All right. I got another one lined up. Don't worry about it. And then that's uh that's his life. So uh Vaxo Lakers though, Steve. Let's talk about some names real quick. Victor Foss. You remember that guy? He's guy's lamb. The goalie. The <laughs> goalie for the Ducks. Tim Erickson, who's involved in a bunch of deals, uh, the Rick Nash deal to the Rangers and the uh, Phil Kessel deal to the Penguins. And then Jacob Forsbeck and Carlson are all uh, Chris, Christian Foley's new teammates. So there you go. That's wow. uh, around the league, around the globe. All of them are on the Lakers. Around the all world of championship. LeBron. All around the world, hockey leagues play for me. That's Sugar Ray's new, uh, oh my God. new lyrics. Once the pandemic oh, is uh, coming, once the vaccine's out. Hockey. Oh, God. At this point, McGrath might be trying to look for that. Type you want to talk? He might be doing. You want to talk about a band from that era that I truly did not like? That's it. <laughs> some people that would. Some people uh, run the show enjoy that record, Steve. I don't know if I'll go that far. Okay, so it's, uh, well, it's, it's not for yeah. me. It's not for me. I don't <laughs> no, want to fly so high. Not for me either. <laughs> I only uh, know the like the one song in there, and uh, it was the best song. But uh, some people that, yeah. that's wait. What's the best song? Is it the 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 flying song? Why the one fly. song people? Yeah, the flying song. The flying song. <laughs> the most dead way you could. I that just want to fly. <laughs> what you want? What you want? Yeah, that that is yeah. relatively the best one because it it sure as shit ain't every morning. Is that on that album? Oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, do you you morning. don't do you remember that song? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a ding, terrible ding, ding, ding. song. Yeah, that song was everywhere. Hey, Sugar Ray it. was involved in a lot of my life early on. Uh, before did I could make have... my No, Sugar Ray was fine. Did you have your tips after Sugar Ray? <laughs> I did not, no. Sugar Ray, but see, again, Sugar Ray, there may be a disconnect there. That was like, when did Fly come out for you? That was like first grade for me. Oh, first grade? Born yesterday? I think it was. I may have been. <laughs> Sugar Ray. All right, we're, we're gonna see when this came out. This is this ninety-seven. Is, oh yeah, this, this first is. Rape. Oh my god, I'm so old. You are old. I think I that's am what old. This comes I <laughs> I was thirteen, so I am old. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you could get into the age of making fun of bands. I was still listening. To fucking God knows what was on the radio back then. Semisonic was big when I was. A you kid. were listening to Raffi. Oh, you betcha. No doubt about it. Barney, you big Rapid. Barney fan back then. Oh, big time Barney fan, yeah. A big, <laughs> Lamb that chop. big dumb purple dinosaur, yeah. Uh, what was I? Yeah, I think I. I don't know what I've been getting in first first grade. Oh, I think it was. Uh, that may have been Nickelodeon already. So I'm done talking. By the way, I am an old man filled with regret, but I am an Good. old man. And I don't, I, I fucked this all up. Thank you so much we, for listening. We're fucking up dunks this week. What is going on? This wasn't I, a dunk. This was a an ending transition that I'm tired and could not get out. It's late. It's after it's midnight. This is what happens. It's New Year's Eve day. 
That's what it is. Yeah. It's officially that. That's when the drinking starts. That's where the, we've been hammered listen, for 20 minutes now. That's, I'm going to crack this open right now, and I, I wish it was. I had a can to crack open right now. Oh, I'm cracking That would have been a great right sound effect right there, but oh well. I'm just hitting the mic. I hope it sounds like a... Please don't oh, do that. Here oh comes don't, another don't one. Don't hit the mic. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Folks, thanks so much for listening. Okay. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff coming up for the new season. And uh, I've, I eventually will do that Bill Barber thing. This is... We're, we're, I'm putting, uh, I put an end to saying I'm going to do things on the podcast, not doing them a couple months ago. So I will do the Bill Barber thing because I said I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it here. It's coming up. Going to do it. Going to do it. So maybe not by New Year's now, but uh, by next week. I'm going to have some more free time to just sit around and not do anything. So I'll be, uh, I'll be typing away. So get ready for that. All right. And uh, that's about it. I'll probably working on season preview stuff and looking at the AHL coming up. And there, there's a lot of stuff to write about right now. World Juniors and the um, prepping for the NHL season and all that. So I'll be, uh, I'll be getting some stuff out. There will be 10 to be had. There will be tangy 10. I'm all about that tangy 10. Will be tangy. Tangy. Oh, baby. Just pump it into my veins. Take us to Flavortown, <laughs> baby. This is getting sexual again, and uh, nobody wants that. Nobody. I'm about, okay, no, nobody wants that. Nobody, Not, wants nobody that. ever wants anything about that. No, yeah, right. no, nobody needs that. Craig, is the sports are bad. I am at Flyperbole or at Estevan, but for your hockey needs, make it Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. Thanks again for all of the support over this miserable, terrible year, 2020 Christ, yeah. truly terrible. And it's funny because the last couple of years have been like, well, at least that year is over and that sucked. And yeah, it's been a succession of bad years. So hopefully, may... hopefully things yeah. turn around in 2021. Maybe 2021 is finally the year it starts going up again. It's not going to start that way, but maybe it will end that way. Yes. Yes. But the way I'm looking at it. The one good thing is we have the best listeners. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We truly oh, yeah. do appreciate it and uh, value these these interactions and everything. But I'm running out of gas. But I just wanted to thank everybody and hope you all have a happy and safe New Year. Please continue to wear your masks and wash your hands and social distance and all that stuff. And be kind to one another and start off 2021 on the right foot. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Fly over me, flip, flip, fly over me. Fly over me, flip, flip, fly over me.
Club Ugly.